Welcome to Naked and Counting, the longest-running podcast serving the Afro-Latin dance community. I'm Magna Capel. And I'm Leon Rose. We're here to discuss the topics that you want to hear in an informative and light-hearted way. What's up, Magna Gopal? Greetings, Leon. How you doing? I'm not doing too badly. Just starting up classes again. It's uh, September over here. All classes, salsa, all kind of thing. Anything you want to learn, they usually start with the you know the school term. So it's a it's a busy time. So here's something for you, Magna. Have mm. you ever seen a show that it's that's so intense that it's almost like you 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 don't want to watch anymore? You know what I mean? Like you, you see a show where there's maybe with acrobatics, like that fast, fast, fast paced stuff where the, um, the followers getting thrown all over the place and they're not going to probably not going to slip, but you feel that they may may do. And it just causes a whole lot of stress and you can't wait for the show to be over or you, you can't even watch anymore. I've definitely been there. I've seen some shows They're They're short, but they're packed packed to the brim with tricks and speed and flashy movements. And yeah, I would agree. I'm, it's almost like I'm holding my breath the entire time. And like you said, yeah, it's not necessarily to say that they're going to screw up, but anytime there's something that's got a high adrenaline factor, your energy in your body, even as an observer starts to peak. And anytime I'm watching shows with a lot of tricks, I'm always kind of holding my breath and, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And if they keep on going from one move into another that keeps on having me at that brink of, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I, I mean, at some age, I might not be able to watch them anymore <laughs> for the so, sake of my heart. So let, let's separate because just as you're talk, you were talking about it, I thought about it like this. Uh, there's competition shows mm. and there's shows that the general public or us within the dance team would go and watch. So let's separate the competition because I can understand how competition routines should be quite intense. Yes, agreed. They should be, they, they've got a short amount of time to get information across and there's probably not a storyline involved. So it's just about getting everything that they're supposed to get into their routine so they can get the marks from the judges. Although... Uh, for some reason, Simone Biles just came to mind. And when you think about gymnastics competitions, they might have a couple of combinations. Even figure skating comes to mind, too. Mm -hmm. you know, they might have some combinations that are one after the other after the other, but there's still breathing room in between. There's still that space where they are doing something that's light that allows you to kind of calm down as an audience before they build you up again and take you to another peak. So I was specifically thinking about Latin dance competitions, but I do, I do know where you're coming from, from the gymnast, because I was a gymnast at one point. I do uh, have a silver medal for my uh, one and only gymnastic competition Ooh, that I did. Leon's gymnastic. Yeah, I, uh, I came second. Uh, I wasn't that great, but... There was only two of us in there, so I was bound to get a silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I do have a silver medal in gymnastics. But anyway, so I'm, as I was saying, I'm talking about maybe Congress shows or even like general shows that you may go and see. Speaking of Congress shows, too, though, I have seen a lot of shows where 
they're they're just packed with movement and some kind of trick after trick after something high speed without any breathing room. I have a a, a way of choreographing when I'm I'm doing something. You know, uh, I've probably talked about my construction before. I put everything down on paper, but for me, the most important thing is. I like to put myself in the audience's place. So I would, before I even start on paper, I would listen to the song and I would just imagine myself looking on stage and I am imagining seeing some kind of movement. And I go by the feeling, because you the same thing that we're talking about here, I go by that feeling, where in the music would I like to feel the stress? Where would I like to breathe? Where would I like to be surprised? You know what I mean? I, I go through it like that. And for me, a choreography, a show is like a story. I want to be told the story by whoever's performing. I want to hear the beginning, the middle, and I want to be pleasantly surprised at the end. And I think for the most part, if you're if you're using a song, the song is already kind of telling you that story. It has that introduction. It has its peaks and valleys, and then it has a logical conclusion. So I, I think those moments in the song, just like the musicians need to breathe, it gives you that time as a performer to breathe and gives your audience time to breathe and absorb whatever's coming up next. It's like that contrast that's really important for people to appreciate those highs. If there's no lows, if everything's at a high, I mean, how can you appreciate that something was a big moment or a big movement if everything is a big movement? And speaking of songs, I don't know if you remember, I don't really see people doing it that much now, but there was a time, I think people listened to five or six songs and said, love this part. This part's got so much great energy. I'm going to cut all the high energy parts from these five songs and put them together and do a show to that. So, of course, naturally, now you don't have the flow of the song either. So it becomes harder to create a flow in your choreography. Yeah, that that's something that has changed over the years, but it's still used outside of the, the Latin world. There's, there's still, I guess in the Latin world, there's still people cutting and pasting music together. But if you look at some of these hip hop shows, uh, they do that all the time. That's true. So it can work if it's done in a certain way. It can work. But personally, my preference is to use the minimal amount of songs as possible. If I can stick to one, maybe add an intro on the beginning of a song, that's that's it. I like the challenge of being able to interpret the music and get my story in with the flow of what the musicians have created. I 100% agree. Because if you like a song, there's got to be a reason why you like it. And yeah. if you like the story that they're telling, instead of saying, I don't like this story and I'm going to bring in this other person's story and that other person's story, when you can actually interpret a song the way it's written, it, it's it's quite phenomenal. And maybe the maybe the show needs that. Maybe the story that you are trying to tell involves other completely different songs. It can work. It can work. But generally, personally, I don't. I haven't seen something like that recently that stuck in my mind. Ultimately, I would say contrast. 
always try and think of contrast in your routines, in your shows, in your choreographies. I did a live chat on this as well. If you really want to bring attention to something that's a big moment, it has to be preceded by something smaller. Because otherwise, there is no difference in what you're doing. Yeah. So Songs already do that. And if you want, the easiest way is to follow what you're feeling in that song. But if you're going to cut things up, don't forget to include that element of contrast in there, in your cuts. Think about it like this as well. Every song, the construction of a song is, of most music is quite the same. Uh, the intro, the verse, the chorus, the verse, maybe a bridge, chorus, whatever. And usually the chorus is what everybody remembers word for word, right? So when it comes to the choreography, that is the moment that you should make sure the audience remember what you're doing because it's going to correspond with the chorus. Whether it's an instrumental or not, it's going to correspond. So you're going to leave people with that particular memory, like with a big move. If you do a big move during that chorus section where the music is up and you know everybody's going to remember that, but if you do it in a flat moment, it's going to kind of get lost in translation and they might not get the feeling that they want if you was to put that particular move in another section. Absolutely. And also, if, you know, you, you do have problems with um, choreographing, getting ideas and how to, you know, construct a choreography, or you know, not even you, if you know somebody that doesn't know, or that can needs a little inspiration, I suggest them to listen to this podcast. Give them this podcast. You know what? If it's somebody's birthday as well, give them this podcast. Send them a link. It's free. What What a better present than a free podcast by us, Naked and Counting. Don't forget to like and subscribe at Naked and Counting. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you need to reach out to us individually at Mr. Leon Rose and at Magna Gopal. Catch you in the next episode. Check out Magna's podcast as well, Empowered. Please do. Ciao. Bye-bye. Thank you.